And we are live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime Thursday night. We've got a massive, massive show for you. Uh, it is, I'm just monitoring again, so I'll take that out. Uh, it is the eve of the finals. I think the finals is tomorrow. It's crazy stuff. Uh, we've got that to talk about. Um, a new a new challenger has entered the finals. The uh, Jack Jumpers burgling their way into the finals, beating Melbourne. Uh, would have been nice to kind of take out Melbourne in a final series, but mate, we'll, we'll play anyone in front of us. It's going to be an interesting series. We'll definitely talk about that. Uh, but yeah, as always, we are live on Facebook right now. Uh, so give us a subscribe, a like, or a, a share, or a like, or one of those ones, and uh, get your comments in too. Like, tell us what you think of this final series. What you think the result's going to be? Um, let us know. You know what you think about this team because we're on the verge of something big here 17 years i think i read that it's been since we made the finals years. crazy absolutely crazy stuff Shane Hill was a young man uh but yeah how, how are you anyway good mate just tr- stepped off a plane back from uh Bris vegas for work so i uh, picked up the dreaded travel lurgy but um i'm pumped for tomorrow night watching it tomorrow night and um you couldn't have asked for like a, a better end to the season. I think the Jack Jumpers are really deserving of it. We hate Melbourne with passion, so we're cool with. It would have been good beating Melbourne three 0 but uh, yeah, that team just fell so far off the cliff. It was Agata was started the season so strong, and it just yeah. became this shell of a like it, it was almost like the Swagger Swagger Bullock level offense. You know, just started gun and then just went to nothing. But yes, you know, Wani has some. Um, some mad defensive skills, and Agata is kind of a bit lacking in the defensive end. But yeah, that team was just imploded. No CG 33, and Delhi hooking up 11 shots for one make. It's just, yeah, do some soul searching, you know, they pretty good season, and then just uh, disintegrated mm-hmm. at the final, at the second last hurdle. So it's uh, it's good. It's good for basketball. I think it proves that teams can come into the league and be competitive, and, and small markets as well can come in and be competitive, and and, uh, you know, it takes a good coach and, um, you know, a bit of ingenuity and you've got yourself a, a pretty good team. A bit of a, a revival of Jared Weeks as well. He's, he's been pretty pretty good for them, I actually say. He's come off the bench and giving some solid minutes. So, um, Scott Roth has that team functioning like a pop kind of, like, you know, it's a system team. Everyone has their place. No one's bigger than the money. Everyone's cool. Um, but, yeah. I mean, what Josh Adams had a big, big night, like, thirty-point game. I think it's his high school season. So. Um, Did that feel a little bit like, um, you know, just one huge punch, and then, well, sweet, we knocked him out. Like, nice. Like, and then you don't know if that's yeah. going to happen again. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit weird. Yeah, he just saved that one punch for that Melbourne game, and yeah, he, he played quite well against Melbourne. Melbourne struggled, and defensively, they struggled a little bit, and they'd fallen off a cliff. But yeah, that's just not the same player. I think over the past, you know, a couple of months. I mean, the Jack Jumpers have done well to get themselves all the way into the finals. But like, we'll, we'll go through it. But yeah, man to man, it'll be a very, very interesting series, and it's it's going to be much, much different playing them than it is playing the uh, Melbourne team. I mean, we hadn't played Melbourne for uh, like months. I don't think we'd played them since like round five or something like that. It'd been ages, and. There was a real mystery to that series if we had played it against them. Like, it was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I would have gone into that series going, 
like, I don't know what to think about this team against Melbourne. Like, yeah, all right, we're chomping at the bit. We want to play this game. We want to beat this team. But, like, thinking about it, I was like, ooh, like, I don't know. Like, it could be a, it could be an interesting matchup. I don't know, like, what, what was going to happen. But then you, coming up against this Jack Jumpers team now that they won, it's a totally different story. I mean, it was one a 2-1 in this season series. I'll, we'll go through some stats. I've got some stats to show. But it's just... A totally different feeling playing that Jack Jumpers team. I think like going into this series, I'm looking at it kind of low key, just like this is going to be pretty comfortable. I think we'll have to beat ourselves really for anything bad to happen in this series. It's that it's that raising to the standard your opponent thinks you, you think the opponent's playing at. Like Sydney's notoriously having terrible games against the Breakers and Bullets, yet they'll have these epic shooting like defensive great games against the Hawks, like just amazing games of basketball against the Hawks. Um, and then it'll be like 68 to 71 against the Jack Jumpers or New Zealand. Like how does it, like there's no defense against these other teams. Like how did you not put up in 20 against New Zealand? But I think they, they want it. I think that um, they can taste it. I think Jalen Adams is, is, is believing the MP, MVP status, man. He so just well, man. just next next level NBA quality player, just and just you know having Ian Clark on a team who can just like oh Jalen's a bit tired let's just dial up Ian Clark or let's dial up DJ or let's dial up Cooks and even Jerome Martin has had a way better season uh, than last year physically um, defensively he's getting blocks he's he's bodying guys up um, and uh, yeah he's he's been playing. It's just on paper, you, 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 you can't... The depth of Sydney has just peaked at the right time. Maker, Tommy B putting in good minutes. Um, you know, even if someone goes down, they're, they're deep. They're so deep. Um, and it's uh, it's it, everything's kind of fallen into place for this finals. You couldn't have had two better games against the, the Hawks. One, obviously, just blowing them out and maintaining that lead and then the second one coming back for a 15 point half time deficit to just, just steamrolled them, basically steamrolled them yeah and i'm actually really surprised that uh we ended up coming back it's a good segue to go into that game i just completely forgotten those two games we hadn't even covered them yet so we'll, we'll go into talking about those games but the the game at illawarra that that atmosphere was hostile at the start of that game i was just like ooh, like you know this is a big test for this team like we want to make sure you know we we can contest in a hostile environment um oh, which one have i got i've got the wrong one here yeah where is it that one yeah and i thought like we played well at the start like we we've had a rhythm all, all sort of this run where it's it's comfortable it's a rhythm like we come out we just get into our sets we run half court Cooks plays well on the boards. He hustles. When he comes out, the rest of the guys come in and they do their thing. And in this first game, like, there was no real resistance from the Hawks. Like, I expected the Hawks to come out and just start throwing punches, going hard, absolutely, like, going at this Kings team. And they kind of didn't. And I, the longer that went on, the more I felt like this team's, like, this Kings team's really comfortable in that scenario. So it's like, oh, like, this isn't a struggle. We can, you know, keep running our offense, you know, in and out, pick and roll, spread the floor a little bit, in Clark, shoot some threes. Um, and then... You know, you look at this team and kind of go, that's exactly how they want to play. And I was really surprised that a Gorgian team, you know, didn't play that well in that first game, especially. I think the two things. One, they always live and die by the 
like what night he's having and what what ability to to kind of chuck the ball up. Um, and that's a big issue because he's gone missing two years in a row, and he's kind of their premier guy. And then, like Rafael Mays, just takes this step up and he's garbage. Four of eighteen on the ninth. Four of eighteen. Four of eighteen. Four of eighteen. I know. It's Zero just... from five on three point. And... Like, what are you doing taking that many shots? You absolute butt muppet. <laughs> um, like in a semi final, like he's his he's season is twenty two percent. Like, why are you taking? They didn't get Sam Froling involved. It was it was only a late job breath kind of blinder Ooh. that saved any kind of yeah hundred um, percent both like games that thirty to nine games. second quarter is where we kind of put the foot down and really squashed them. And like I said, that yeah. first quarter was just like rhythm and just rhythm and just like oh right, we're just going to put the clamps on you defensively, still score thirty points and kind of put the game away basically and. Stuart Breathe going 8 of 20, but 5 of 8 from 3. So he basically, you know, what did he go? 3 of 12 from 2. Like, that's his bread and butter. Like, inside jumpers, little hooks, floaters. Just the way we kind of close that up. And then it's like, okay, Tyler Harvey, you're going to score? No, you're not going to score? Fine then, that, that's cool. And Sam Froling, you're going to get anything at all downhill? Nope, you're not going to get anything at all downhill. And then, I don't know, Jessup kind of exists in this mid-range, can shoot it if you dial him up. When he has to create his own shot, I've noticed he's not great at creating his shot. He's just like a little heavy, like a little slow and heavy. Um, and then Cleveland, who played quite well, um, I think defensively, yeah, played very well. defensive player of the year, um, 21 points on the night, 8 of 11, but it's not real offense, right? You're watching it and you just go, this isn't like your real offense. Yeah, he's... Um it, it was weird. It was kind of. It was not a gorging team. It was a whole bunch of guys that just really just kind of spasmed in the moment. You know, your, your, your Sam Foldings didn't get minus his usual twelve. To, yeah, damn. That's not normal, man. That's mm. not normal. And I, I can the, the games were both refed. I think quite fairly. I didn't. I didn't feel like. I mean, even in the game where we were fifteen down, I thought, yeah, no, it's being refed quite fairly. Um, there wasn't any kind of really bad calls. At the end of that game, there was a little bit of like, mm, not sure about this, but I think it was fair enough. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think there's any like, there's any animosity really. But like, there was animosity, but it wasn't. It wasn't just. It didn't devolve, right? It was two teams that played. Like they'd pl- already played two games of super high level basketball. So it's like these two teams know how to play each other and it didn't evolve into like yeah. the bitterness of these two teams playing against each other, which is why I think the refs weren't that bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, super surprised that Harvey had a stinker. I was like, all right, like, uh, you know, we know his penchants to just shoot crazy, crazy shots. And even then he wasn't really going for his shot. Like it was a lot of Rattan Maze at 4 of 18, a lot of Dior Breathe. And then, you know... The, the real punch in the mouth, Jalen Adams had 30 points, just MVP level, you know, we talked about him being MVP. And then Jarrell Martin didn't play well at all offensively, struggled around the rim a little bit, and we still come out with, like, a solid win. Like, we just blew him off the court, basically. And we've got to talk about McCurr Maker as yeah. well. Like, he, he responded to the call in the middle of the season, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he had a little, he bit really, of a little bit of a rough patch, and then he's come to the fore. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. He hasn't declared for the so, does he stay on in in, in this next starter's kind of role because he's had like a bit of a half season and come back with a team where he's playing that number five sport full time like a Durant Reith kind of thing? 
and really go for the next year's draft. I don't know, but um, he kind of deserves it. I think after this after this season, is that um, he deserves that that starting five spot on on a team in the league. Um, and you know, he he's got some talent, can stretch the floor, uh, can, can dribble. You know, still has his has his moments, but he's he's pretty young, um, still young and raw, but. Uh, He's really come off. He's really come off that that bench five role, like just you know slinking out to all kinds of areas around the court and just knocking down shots. A good clip, getting to the line defensively. He's getting. It's just I can't really fault how this team has played. Getting um, to the line and hitting the free throws too, right? Because there's it's one thing to just mindlessly get to the line, you know, battling yeah. inside. And he had a couple of buckets where they were tossed into him, and he had to shrug dudes off and score. And that's where you kind of go, that is, you know, if you can develop that, he's got already the size, the power will come as he kind of you know fills out and gets a bit older. But he's already got like in the post, he's got some you know moves with his body to make those moves, make those catches. I mean, everyone's hands as a as a big man could always be better. Um, but I think he had a couple of like really important buckets where he was just like, oh wow, like you know, huge stuff down the stretch of this game. I mean, they they came back a little bit, but we kind of always had them on the handle. But yeah, hitting those free throws four or four from the line, and then Jalen Adams having thirty points and going eight of nine from the line, him getting to the line's huge as well, and just just a great night from him. Like any time he shoots a three, I don't care what type of three it is, walk up off a screen, turning the corner, you just think it's going down. Yeah, and you, you you look at DJ in the picture, and you know sharpshooter is an understatement. This dude is he's <laughs> pretty lights out from deep. Um, he's kind of the new CG three, uh, forty three of, mm. of the league. Really, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, DJ's just going to knock that down. It doesn't look like a time where he is going to miss. It always looks like it's going to hit. So this team has been put to well together very well. Um, you know, Ian Clark and his composure. I suppose that's what happens when you win a championship. Like you, you have. To as you've done it before in a, in a much bigger environment. And, um, yeah, when you just knock down that three over Reef in game two, you're just like, yeah, this is, this is game. Yeah, pretty much when you can hit big shots like that. It's um it's pretty pretty massive. Uh, moving on to game two, 99-87 to send us into the finals at home, down. Uh, I think at one point we were, what were we, down 15? 15 at the half. Yes, and then we ended up leading at one point by twelve, and yes, you look at that turnaround. And I think like this team o- over the season has been so resilient. And the first thing that stands out is, you know, it was twenty three twenty two at the first quarter, and then thirty one twenty two at halftime. So it was like steady, like twenty two points in the first quarter, twenty two points in the second quarter. Then we just put a twenty five to thirteen quarter together, and then it's like that's what kind of squashes this. Hawks team and it's it's great to see you know we go on this run it's it's solid basketball it's making shots it's playing good defense like it's just all round basketball like it's not about oh we hit some shots and that's why we won oh we played defense and then grounded out and won like it's just all round except the 10 minutes from Bruce could do just move down a little bit to he's having a shocking return oh it's just it's 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 unintelligent it's it's just 
Oh, man, it's I feel sorry for the guy. I do too, man. It's it went it crossed over in this game. It crossed over into that realm of just like, oh man, I feel feel bad for this guy now. Like the first couple of games, like <laughs> Brucey, like nice one, but then it, like it went over the edge into like, whoa, 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 like take him out and like get him away from the game to just alleviate the pressure on him to like you know try and snap him out of his own head in this because he was making like bonehead plays, two turnovers, bad ones too, and. Yeah, not shooting the ball well, looking, trying to look for his shot too, and you're just like, don't look for your shot, man. Just move the ball, pass it around. And I almost thought he wasn't going to bring him back. Like I just thought, like, don't bring him back in, like in the second half. And then he ended up coming back for a little bit. But yeah, rough, man, rough. Really, wor- like, really worried. I think if it was a Melbourne series, next series, I'd be like, don't play him at all. Like, give him, like, give him the Bales treatment, basically, and just give him a couple of minutes at the end of the game. Give give Clark up to thirty minutes. Give him those nine minutes. But yeah, really rough, man. Yeah. Crazy stuff. We have but to it was talk about Jalen Adams. This game, ten of 57 percent from three, uh, seven rebounds, three assists, one steal, plus. 18 on the night, just a unstoppable. monster, monster. And it, it was this game really, right, that you just knew these shots were going down. Every time he just shot it, you're just like, it's down. Anytime he's he, set. He was, this is in foul trouble as well. He, was, he had to go off in the second quarter because he was three fouls. <laughs> he had four fouls for the game. He, he was struggling. Yeah, I remember that. Far out. And so this, there he did, he, the team managed to, you know, get back it, it, it was just on when he was on the floor he's unstoppable whether it was distributing whether it was the fact that they could not bring um cleveland off the floor and he was getting tired mm. um because as soon as they brought him off it, it, adams would just score at will so he comes back on and then clark scores at will and then he goes off and then it's just this tasmanian team is going to have it cut out for them because they are good and they they bring you down to their level but it's just the high caliber this team healthy is pretty unreal. It's we'll, we'll we'll get into it in a sec. Um, it's it's a way more liberating feeling knowing we're playing them. I'll I'll say that. I'll spoiler alert that. But this Illawarra team did come back in that second game, and there was a punch thrown. And I think for for a little bit there, I was like, oh, if this goes three games, like fair enough. Like Illawarra have punched back here. But there's, there's still that undertone of, I know the Kings are going to fight back, right? We've seen it all of this run, these last 12 games. Like, we've seen them take punches and then just go, all right, we'll come back methodically. We'll, we'll pull our way back into this game somehow and then try to get on an even keel. And even, like, before we went on this run, we lost a couple of games where it was like, oh, man, we came all the way back. What a bit of a bit of a pain in the backside that game was that we, we probably should have won it. But this Illawarra team... Again, again, you get Rattan Mays thinking he can just shoot it 6 of 17, 4 of 11 from 2. Two minutes, man. It's just clicking up fucking bricks. He's the <laughs> Russell Westbrook of our league. He, he had a few shots, right? He was a spark of offense for him at one point. And you were just like, oh, wow, like Rattan Mays has hit like three shots. Damn. And then he just went absolutely stone cold. And I think one of the huge things to take away from these both of these two games is that Sam Froling for the series only had two, 12 points. Um, only I think he only put up something like seven or eight shots and he was an x-factor man like he was a real x-factor coming into this this season and especially against us like he'd had some massive games against us like him and hunter had had some battles to come into this season for him to not have good games i think he had one really good game against us early in the season 
For us to kind um, of lock him up, I think, again, you say, you know, you, ha- you say hats off to Maker. You say hats off to Jarrell Martin, who in the last two games just played some fantastic defense. He knew he had to step up. You know, has 23 points as well, carries, not carries, but, you know, has, a, has an offensive load in this game. And then Cooks as well, man. Like, how good has that guy been defensively, offensively? Like, any time, right, he just gets the ball in a broken play with about four feet to the rim. He's just like, that's a bucket. Like, this, he's like Jay Sean Tate again, all over again, man. Yeah. It's so good. It's, um, he's a freaky player like that. There, there is a spot in, in, the, in the NBA from him if he can shoot the three ball at a low clip at around about 35%. 100%. Defensively, he is. I mean, he had four block shots this game. For a power forward, like that starts. That's nuts. As if you wouldn't want him on your team for defense, who can finish around the rim and and play like a, a small ball fly. He's kind of like a dream on green. Like he he can facilitate, he, he can set screens, he can roll to the hoop. He's just sniffs out the ball weirdly, too. Hmm. Yeah, keep going. You know, it, rebound leader as a four. He's power forward. Hmm. <laughs> You know, technically he's a power forward. There's bigger guys in the league than him, and he's pulling down 11 boards, and a lot of them being O boards as well. Just his ability to get his missed shot and finish around the rim and tip him is, you know, he's going to be an asset to any NBA team that wants him. Um, I feel he is going to get poached, my personal feeling. It, after this season, like, yeah, okay, it would be kind of like, yeah, this is the it's right just, time to take him, right? Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want him to. I don't know, man. I feel like he's had a run in the US, and it's kind of like they've seen something, or there's something there. Like it, it's it was to me one of those runs where he had you know some um, not G League, what's the summer league, summer league with Golden State, and they had said some good things about him. I remember back and watching some of that. And I don't know, like, I, I just feel like maybe they're just kind of out on him unless he wants to kind of leave for the money. I don't know if he want, he'll want to leave, man. Like, I really don't feel like he's he's in it for the money. And if he wants to go to the US, I think it's mainly going to be for money. But I don't know if he's, like, driven by that. I haven't seen anything really that drives him like that that makes you just go, oh, man, go get that payday. Like, you want to go and get that payday. I just feel like like he's just really enjoying playing basketball and working hard and being in the NBL and being one of the elite premier players in the NBL. Every every interview he gives, like, he's just such a model professional. Every interview he gives, it's always, like, really poignant stuff about the game, really smart stuff. Um, and I don't know, like, you're looking at him going to the NBA, like, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of passed him by a little bit. And it's, like, not in the X's and O's of an NBA player, right? Like, I don't know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a hard thing to explain, like... He's mastered fever, so he's mastered the fever. So you would think that like a Bayern Munich or a Barcelona or some European powerhouse would just go, yeah, you need to be on this team yesterday. You look at some of the quality of their shout-out to Dante. He's in, yeah, he's did like, they he's win? Did Barcelona end up well. winning or did Real Madrid? Yeah, know. they did. They yeah, beat did. Bayern Munich. So. Real Madrid won in the football, in the But yeah. would if so if you were him, would you go to like Europe? Like, the, Is there a point yes. to that really? Yeah, I think there's a point. I think that um, at the top of the elite in Europe is better than the NBA or the top. Not the not the domestic teams, but the big Super League is kind of the top six teams there uh, are good, right? They're all very good players. Mm. Um, and so if you want to create your game in that sense and solidify your spot in your boomers, right? Because that's the epitome of what 
it means to be an Australian basketball player is to play True. for the Boomers. But then, 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 yes, you have to go to Europe or you have to have some 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 connection to the States to solidify that spot, I think. Because uh, you look at Nick Kane, he's killing over there and he's a great player. And he comes and plays for us with literally a, a whole bunch of nobodies and just smashes the qualifiers out of the park. Um, there is there is value in he's still young there is value in him going overseas bad for our league because um, you want to keep those players but you've got to be unselfish as well about what you want from Australian basketball and the pathway is always to get to the NBA, NBA. Mm, yeah for sure there's no other 100%. option right whether yeah, it's basketball it's or Landau. money right yeah it's it's if you want to get better and work with the best coaches and the best you know the best tactical minds and the guys that can develop your shot and all that kind you, you go to the NBA Mm. You've got the best of it. Um, even if it is a like a ten minute trash time, maybe a couple of minutes here and there for a couple of years, like Jock Landau, he's worked his craft as opposed to you know MB, NBL MVP goes and plays eight minutes uh, every second game in the NBA, mm. hones his craft, works in the division, gets better. Um, so that's that's kind of the the way that you would see it over there. Um, it's a payday, but it's also you know improving. Um, I, I don't know how we keep Jalen Adams in this country. That's a that's a big one. Yeah, there's um, a shout out to that uh, change.org petition. Did you see that? Aris's yeah. petition. <laughs> shout out to him for that because, yeah, for sure. Definitely try and get that get that going. I don't know. He, he is more someone that it's like, yes, okay, he's clearly trying to, you know, keep a high level to get back in the NBA, right? He's American. He's come from that G League system. Um, he's played in some of those teams already in a sense where he's in an NBA team as someone on a roster. Cooks, I don't know, has he he hasn't really been to that level, right? Well, um, the thing is, I would, say, I would say the difference between Cooks and Adams is Cooks goes and plays on the team and plays full and just slots in anywhere because his craft is, uh, it, it's limitless. You can slot anywhere. Where Jalen Adams is kind of like the point guard, you know. Mm. If he's six foot five, weaving, weaving his magic, he's Luca. His handles are crazy, that's how good his handles were. And and you look at some of his handles and his pull-ups, you know, they're Steph Curry level pull-ups, like and and the shooting ability and you know, six two is is good defensively. He's another two inches. He's easily a stuff. Yeah, there's no question. Um, but they're all in this kind of mutant point guard territory at the moment. Um but yeah, he's just to win MVP, to go thirty points in thirty minutes in FIBA, which is under the score, even the NBA obviously under the score, the rims are harder. Um, you know, there's pe- people camping in the paint. You go on thirty points in thirty minutes. You, you don't think a tanking team is going to go? Yeah, have, have the keys. Have the keys for a season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. You know, have the keys in Detroit. Have the keys. Teach these guys. You know, why wouldn't you do that? Um, that's the problem. Ian Clark, I think we could probably get to stay. I think that he's probably one of those guys that's had his time in the sun in the NBA, done his craft, and he's now moved on to those you know leagues, getting a bit older, maybe having some injuries. And he hadn't played like eighteen months as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be hard to keep this this core group together next year. It's it's an interesting group in that. There is a little bit of a wave in it, right? There's some veterans. There's some guys who are trying to aspire. There's really like a blend of 
like all of the the angles, all of the nth degrees, right? You know, guys coming to the end of their career, guys comfortable in their career, um, young guys pushing for spots, young guys kind of pushing to try and get into the rotation even. Like we've even seen some of that in Bales this season. And I don't know, it doesn't feel like a really well-molded squad. Like that, that Melbourne team last year, like you knew that straight away. We called it at the start of the season. Like you looked at that squad and went, that is a really well-rounded squad. That's a well-molded squad. Um, shout out to Brad Newley who goes there and, you know, doesn't make the finals. <laughs> Poor Brad. Like, you know, he didn't sign the contract. And, you know, is, is that the difference between missing out on a couple of those players, um, especially like Maker or something like that? Um, and then... I don't know. I look at this team and it's it's a real riffraff setup. Yet you watch it and you just see how smooth and clean it is, and you're just like, oh, this is actually quite un- under the hood. This is actually quite a well-rounded, um, unique, high IQ team that can get buckets, can get to the hole, can do all these like outlier things really well. And then they've they've also mixed it in with just rhythmic staple basketball at a time when they need to play like that. So it's like, okay, let's get back to the get back to the pick and roll, spread it a little bit, move it around, give it to Jarrell, push it out. Cooks is gonna crash the boards now, spread it out, give it to Jalen. Like they've just got all these wrinkles, man. And like we'll we'll go into like a series kind of preview, but it's it bodes really, really kind of well for this team because the way we're playing at the moment, I think we're the strongest team in the comp and it's pretty safe to say that, right? Like, you you, you know, like Melbourne finished first. I, I saw it mentioned that someone said it's a 3-4 a a finals and it's like, is that good for the league? And it's just like, yeah, but really the Kings weren't really a three team. Like, kind of, they were no. the best team in the comp in terms of form. They were completely ravaged by injuries for the start first eight weeks, right? Mm. Completely ravaged by injuries. There was no... There was no Clark. Clark come, comes in round nine, and then they just go on this tear. Um, there was no Clark. Uh, the makers are injured. Um, Sean Bruce is running point with Bawali Bells as, as, as a backup. Uh, you know, Cooks has you know got a little bit of injury there. He's coming back into things. No Adams, no Clark, and you, you're taking out forty percent of our scoring in those two alone. Um, and you know, Sean Bruce is playing thirty minutes a line. They, you know, that's not this team. This team is. And I said this too because I remember the start of the season. He's like, I'm "Sure about Adams?" It was like, "No, no, this dude is." Yeah, hundred percent. Called it next level. And then when Ian Clark came in, I was like, "Oh, this is a really good pickup." Because remember, we had that RJ Hunter character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember him like a long time and tick technique. Yeah, I mean that's like that was unfortunate for him to get injured like that, but. Yeah, still they, they to, took a chance on him. Yeah, for sure. Still to get like a, a positive reimbursement out of Clark, it's, oh, yeah. it it says to you that you know the team did some. They made a move and then they changed it and then it worked for them. And that's that's really important, right? To to factor into how good this team's been this season. Like to make a move like that, pivot after the guy gets injured. That's still sort of ah, oh, you know, your franchise has you know made a good move. So that's 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 something positive to kind of keep going on with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way the teams kind of responded in general after that, like it was a rough start, three and six start, pushing it all the way through the middle of the season, it's kind of been a road juggernaut type scenario. And, you know, we got a couple of pretty high-profile wins um, at the start. Like we've been Melbourne at the start of the season. I'm just kind of going through them here. Um, and then they absolutely handled this 89 to 47. I'm just going to check because I wanted to see, like, was Bruce really playing 30 minutes? Because it just doesn't feel like him coming back into this season doesn't feel like 
was he really playing? Like, surely not. Like, you know, he, he must have been playing a lot of minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes, 0 of 7 in this game, this Melbourne game where we got handled. That game was like, remember that? Like, that was just atrocious. What did we shoot? 15 of 71 on the night. <laughs> Holy moly. How have we made the finals from that from that game? Holy moly. Five points in the first quarter, 16 points in the second quarter, 15 points in the third quarter, 11 points in the fourth quarter. Holy moly. I forgot about that game. Um, but, yeah, it's, it tells you so much about this team, man. And, like, that was always the apprehension. So we'll slowly just move into, like, the finals preview. But that was always the apprehension where we hadn't played Melbourne in a while and it was kind of like, ugh, I don't know what this series would have been. Like, it would have been great to just go, like, let's just road dog, let's just, like, crush them. Let's let's go and beat them in the first game, try and stomp on the next and, like, win the series. I'll, I'll give you the last preview before we move on. Round, I don't know, was it for five against Melbourne? So it was the third game against Melbourne. 68 to 82. This was the team. Angus Glover playing 27 minutes. Sean Bruce playing 29 minutes, 3 of 13. Wani playing 34 minutes. Cook's playing 29. DJ still coming back on minutes restrictions, only playing 15. And Boali Bells and 0 of 7 and Tommy B playing 15 minutes. And, you know, Galloway getting some minutes here and there. And Hodgson getting This isn't the same team. Nah. It's not the same team. That 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 there is a yeah, it's not the same team as what we start. And obviously at that stage, RJ Hunter, had, you know, tic tac toe down here, and we um. <laughs> any more? You got any more gags? Tic tac gags? Back <laughs> <laughs> knees. Um, um, yeah, so it's it's you look at that and we couldn't we couldn't you know find ourselves way out of wet paper bag with that team. You know, Cooks isn't. You know, at that stage, I remember watching late game and Cook's just like, get ball. It's nothing dropping, you know. Um, and and that's, that never really was Sean Bruce's strength. He was always a distributor of the ball, but I think he's even lost that spot as well. So, um, yeah, it's a completely different team. We've obviously got the MVP who's done it in around about 20 rounds or 20 games. He's mm-hmm. been MVP in 20 games. And then we've picked up a ex-champion, ex-NBA stalwart who, you know, has come to the league and has everything to demand real money next year at a team as him. Like, as if Illawarra wouldn't pick up Ian Clark and pay him as a, you know, third, second import slot. Like, he's earned his drive um, definitively as that one-two kind of combo guard who can play, you know, backup point guard minutes and and still get in on on the two shots. So... Not the same team as we started the season. Sydney's quite clearly the best team in the league. Um, and I think the Jack Jumpers are just a good story of, you know, peaking at the right time. That's, that's all it is, right? They peaked at the right time. They weren't blowing out teams. And uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't luck, but um, it was just a good group of guys being put together who, um, who peaked at the right time. So that, so that game yeah. after that Melbourne game, we played Illawarra and they beat us 97-89. Sam Froling had 27 points in that yeah. game because I knew he had one game that was really good against us, but for him him to struggle over a two-game series, I mean, against us in that game, Jarrell Martin, uh, Martin Cooks, and then Tommy V played 10 minutes, and then Jalen Galloway played 13 minutes, right? For that team, that was when Maker was injured. Um, oh, wait. Is that Mature? Mature. No, that is Mature. So, yeah, that was when he was injured. And then I think really the X factor was him coming back 
and being like a, a third guy, basically a third big, really reliable to the, almost the level where he was kind of on a little two, three game uptick of like, is he like worth putting in the lineup over Martin? Like Martin had that little COVID and I think he did, he have a little bit of an injury a uh, few, like about a month back where he missed a couple of games. Um, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering a bit that. Longer, a bit longer, I think, yeah. And it was that part, right, where you just went, mm, do you really want to disrupt this team by um, taking Maker out of the lineup? And it's such an important factor, right? We've just had so many big gains from some of these players. And, you know, RJ Hunter did play in this Illawarra game. I think that was when he injured himself. Um, 59 seconds, yeah. And it's just this this team, like, to fight adversity, come all the way back, win all those games. Now, tell me, tell me your humblest, humblest opinion on the Jack Jumpers in this series. If they if they get one, it'll be game it'll be game three uh, because Sydney will have maybe lulled a bit. But I can tell you now they, they're coming off a high. Um, it, they're different guards. I mean, Delhi's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but um, it was really a you know big gains by Josh Adams. They were both pretty low scoring games to be honest with you, and they were both pretty scrappy. And Which, I just think, like, the, the way Sydney played... Or um, Melbourne. Melbourne Jack Jumpers. Yeah. Um, they're pretty scrappy games. Um, some bad high-volume shooting for some plays that just went cold at the wrong time. Delhi you know, had a relatively good scoring year for him. Just went cold two games. Agata. But like that, he was like... Like, Agata was like... Us. Tearing the league up at the start of the season. I think he got a little yeah, injury. injury. And then, yeah. Yeah. He just, was like um, Vic Law just, level tearing it up, right? Yeah, Where you were just like, yeah. gee, can this guy like just not tor- torch every team? Um, and so yeah, the first game. Like, but Delhi as well, right? If you're in a finals, are you really kind of being like, Delhi's just going to, you know, blast us, man? Like, watch out. Like, or are you kind of like, yeah, I'm not that scared of Delhi? Um, I, I mean, not one of 11 scared of Delhi, but. Like, still, like, you're not looking at him like going, a, man, get us 20, 26 points and win us a game here. No, right? but, but what Delhi can do is put the clamps on probably better than anyone else in the league in a guard sense. Mm. You know, he can, he can really defend and pester well. But, like, look at game one where Golding went 3 of 13. Like, um, Jack White really hasn't returned from that. Achilles too, to be completely honest with you, um, because of, obviously, his style of game versus DJ, who's not a shooter. Uh, DJ really hasn't lost a step, but like this this Melbourne team is decent on paper, but that no one just stepped up. Uh, you know, Huck Porty, okay, you know, average game. Udo Barber hasn't really come well uh, in his second stint this year. Um, as he, a he was a, like, oh, are we still playing fast, boys, and we just run out ahead of everyone, and everyone, and then Melbourne would be like, whoa, 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 we're not playing that fast anymore. Like, relax. Like, you don't yeah. need to run all the way down the court, and then you know, just run into the you know the fans underneath the basket and miss the layup type of thing. JLA had you know okay games, but not not great. Um, yeah, and so you know, God are only playing eighteen minutes a game. Do you feel like, J- like JLA is a great player, right? He's probably one of the, yes. the best bigs in the league. Yes. But does he I feel like a diminishing good. like a diminishing returns player almost, right? Like when it gets to these crunch time parts, you kind of go like, you know, you need something else. And Chris Golden going out obviously is massive. Like that's a huge part of why yeah. they haven't gone through. But I still feel like, like JLA, as good as he is, 
still, you know, needed Landau last year, I think, needed Goulding as well last year. And although he played quite well and still was one of the best bigs in the league and also going into this season was one of the best bigs in the league and did have a good season, I still think he's like a, like you take those pieces away and, you know, it's just not the same team. Jack White, after that injury, like he's kind of struggled a little bit. Like he was way more dynamic last year. Yeah. This has turned, uh, this this is is turned into get. just like the let's rag on Melbourne. <laughs> if we're, uh, this is what I don't get, right? In this in this, in this this postseason, Shea Ely's playing 28 minutes. What? Did you, you, see, him, did you see him dive into the back of like someone? Like he just yeah. ran up basically and just jumped into the back of someone and then hit the ground and went down like he was injured and everyone kind of got up, ran back up the floor. And the refs were like offensive foul, like, and even they restarted play while he was on the ground. <laughs> and he gets up, like, going, "Oh, what? Like, hell? What?" I'm just like, "Have you? Like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, you just ran in, flopped, and then like laid on the ground like you were injured." And everyone's clearly like, "You're clearly not injured, man. Like, what are you doing?" And you just look at him, and I, even he, he's like a deli, right? Diminishing returns player, where you're just like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, he had a couple of games last year where it was like shooting, oh, Illy was just fantastic from three. And then you're just like, yeah, but geez, for how long, man? Like, uh, I'm kind of okay living with him taking threes. He kind of hit a few massive ones against us, but man, I just, yeah, a, a question about the Jack Jumpers turns into like, how has Melbourne not made these finals, man? Still, I look at this, like, you want a stat that's going to blow your mind? Yeah, Will Magne, the most blocks on that team with 23. He's not in this series because he's injured. How many do you think the next the next player has? Because you can't see my stats. Everyone at home can see it, but you can't. Seven. Seven. Nine. Makai yeah. McIntosh with nine. Yeah. And that, doesn't that tell you, like, doesn't that make you just feel really comfortable that going into a series with the Kings, you only block, you've, you've got a player that over the season has only blocked nine shots. Like, good luck. Sammy Cook's done that in two games. Good, good luck, man. Um, just looking through, and then Maget and um, Adams. Like Adams, obviously had that great game, massive game. One of those just, we're going to go out if I don't just chuck these, and they went down. Like, I just still feel like that was just like we're going to go out if I don't chuck these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, chuck them, chuck them. Just keep chucking them. They're going in. They're going in. I'm going to keep chucking them. And it was one of those performances. Like it wasn't one of those performances where you look at it and just go, man, what a player! Like incredible. Um, and even even when they played against us this season, like I, I've got the stats here. I'm going to bring them up. Uh, you can't see them, which is a shame. It's a shame I can't share my screen. You, you'd be able to see them. Um, but I put together the the totals of what we've played against them. And you look at even, I think, the amount of blocks. I think Makai McIntosh has had three of those blocks against us. And then okay. Will Magne had six against us, and then Cooks has had six. But then you look at, kind of like, all right, fair enough, that there isn't, there isn't that many blocks, really. There's only, like, one each for another bunch of players. Um, but defensively, like, I look at this Kings team and just go, yeah, what have you got against McCurmaker, Cooks, Jarrell, We'll even bring Tommy off the bench. Um, yeah, you know, good good luck, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just if it's it, it's this is this is only going to be a close game if we get in there. That's the only way it's going to be close. Looking at the uh, scoring, Jarrell's over the over the three games against us. Jarrell's got the most points, fifty three. Says a lot. Xavier Cooks, forty four points. Says a lot. Um, looking is where is and then Jalen Adams. 
Adams is 44 and then Josh Adams is 43 and then Maguette's 41. But um, Maguette's shot 40% and then Adams has shot 33% against, against us and then 27% from three. It's just he doesn't deal with the length, man. Like, and it's switchable length, and it's guards that can play, you know, really up under your chest defense. And then, okay, you've got the guards off you. Now, who have you got? Cooks? Who have you got? Maker? Like, you know, Jarrell? Like, there's just so much length, and these two just really struggle against that. Look, and look, Mikhail McIntosh. He had a couple of games where you kind of go, all right, you got away from us a little bit, like fair, fair play, got into the mid-range a little bit. We had that one game where I think um, they ended up beating us. It was 77-70. We didn't play offensively that well. We were 5-7 and seven at the right. time, so it wasn't wasn't in that run yet. Um, but you just it's so hard not to look at that scoring and just say you've shot 33% against us from the field and 27% from three. I mean, good luck, Josh Adams, if you have a great series and you end up winning three games against us. Like, yeah, fair. I'll, I'll tip my hat and I'll say, you know, well done. You deserve it 100%. But those numbers don't really look good and they're going to rely a lot on Mackay McIntosh, 58. Um, 58% from the free throw line, 37% from three. The numbers, man, they're just not not great. Yeah. Looking at it, um, rebounds wise, it's Xavier Cooks and Jarrell Martin just out ahead. Um, assists, it's uh, Cooks and Adams out ahead. Steals, it's Jalen Adams. Jack McVeigh has five steals. Like, wow, all right, fair enough. Um, and then if you look at the amount of fouls in those three games, Maget and Adams both had nine fouls, the most fouls in the series, the three games basically each. And then. Yeah. Wani, Wani with eight. <laughs> That's the other thing too. Low key, like Wani's defense, man, he's just yes. he clamped it, clamped it up. Like in that first game against Illawarra, like it was a little bit like it's a bit rough. And then that little breathing period where it's just like, oh, we're up. You know, you don't need to go hard. You can just kind of shade and do a lot of like in the lane type things. And in that second game, man, he was so good in the second half. Like just so good on ball scoring. Can't yeah, score it, but. Yeah, huge, huge X factor. Huge X factor defensive. And if they're having a good night, you you just put him and Clark and play it, and then that's it. Locked it. And you can't say it's that for Shaley. They just have to switch on Illy, and it's just city, you know. You switch Clark and and Wani, you've still got a lockdown deep ender. So. I put together some stats for um, the Jack Jumpers' last seven games. Josh sure. Adams has their mo- most of their points, 117 points. Jack McVeigh has 95. Jack McVeigh is shooting 52% from three. Like, he's a guy that you're just going to have to go, wow. Like, you can't leave him open. And look, like, he's kind of a guy, hard guy to defend, 6'9". Um, off of, like, high rotation stuff, he'll get open looks. He'll definitely get open looks. And I it's think job. he's... It's the job rethink factor, isn't it? But they want to challenge him. I think Drew but Drew handles the ball more and is an initiator of that offense, you know, and he'll look to play make and he'll, he'll get the ball in the post. He'll seal down low. They might dribble it back out and he might get it off a late shot clock. Whereas I think Jack McVeigh is more like 
He goes in, goes out, they swing the ball and he's wide open because you're just like, fuck, like, you know, Jack McVeigh's out there. Oh, damn. Like, and that's why he's, I think, getting all these open looks. Um, another stat that'll blow your mind over the last seven, Clint Steindl shot 21% from three. Look for him to just be like lights out and just like, what? Like another season where you just shoot lights out against the Kings. You've got to be kidding me. Um, and then what else are we looking at? Yeah, really the, um, the big one is in those three games against us was Adams and Adams and Maguette really struggling from the field. Uh, looking at what who else from three here, McVeigh, 52%, Adams, 35% from three. Mackay McIntosh, really, 25% from three over the last seven, four from 16. And then Maguette has been nine of 31 over the last seven, so 29% from him. You know, you, you're thinking, like, all right, hey, like if you can beat us, man, like go go ahead. Like on some of these yeah. numbers, you're looking at it going, wow, like struggle fest. Um, just to mirror that on some of the Sydney numbers, just looking at the way we've been shooting the three ball, Jalen Adams, 45% over the last seven. McCurr Maker, a huge one, 45% over the last seven as well. Clark, 40%, and Dn 35%. Deanne's, DJ's like another guy where if he's set, you're just like, that's down. Like you're set, that's going to go down for sure. And it's massive. Like like our team average, like four guys are shooting above our team average. Looking at looking at the jack jumpers. Sean Bruce is bringing it down. Huh? Sean Bruce is bringing it down. What's Shawnee Bruce over his last seven? Zero uh, percent from three. He's zero of eight from f- the field in the last seven. Three of sixteen in the last seven games. And I don't think he would have played many of those games. It's really like over the last seven, I think he's only played like three games, right? Injuries. Um, but yes. yeah, only two Only two of the jack jumpers are shooting over their average. Um, and, you know, it's McGett, McIntosh, Weeks, Steindl. Like their main, I mean, McIntosh is really their main three-point shooter, but it's McGett, Weeks and Steindl. That's their main three-point shooters. Chris Levich is one of 10 over the last seven. Um, and then... You know the numbers, man. I I can't. I don't. I don't want to jinx it. Like touch wood, cross fingers, but I can't look at this matchup and not just go. I'd be very disappointed if they win two games. Like I think yeah. this team can kind of. This Sydney team's really should be handling this Jack Jumpers team. It should be like, well done, you made the finals. Like not arrogant, not cocky. Just looking at the raw matchups, I'm just like, this Kings team probably should win in a gentleman sweep, really. It, it what do you think? should. What do you think? Uh, uh, yes, it should. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. There's nothing that they can throw at them that's going to lead them to believe that in any way should, that they have a, ch- a real chance. Also, the other, the other thing test. we haven't... The other thing we didn't really discuss is they don't have guards, like defensive guards. Like I've noticed a lot of these teams have one or two guards where you're just like a whiny, you know, or at least a guard that's got some um, like, oh, yeah, you can play defense. Like looking at Brisbane, ugh, like that's a bit rough. Um, they kind of relied on Franks a little bit. The Taipans, Machado struggled. But really these top teams like the Delhi, Agata, yeah. but this Jack Jumpers team, like like asking Adams and Maguette, to play great defense. Ooh, anyone hear that thunder? Um, and then maybe Weeks or Steindl to play great defense against Adams. Who's going to stop him, man? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I think. I don't know. Touch wood. It's 
going to be a good series, and I'm very, very quietly confident that. Overtly uh, confident. Um, a little bit overtly confident. Just the feeling of, man, I went back and listened to that pod where we were just like, oh my God, like we're three and six. This has the potential to be really, really bad. Like Chase Buford might get fired in his first season. Like this is just wow. And then to be just sitting here, just being like, we're playing the Jack Jumpers in the final. Sweet. Like how good is this? I am ready. I am ready for this final series. One more sleep, mate. One more sleep. Starts tomorrow night. Yeah, man, I need it. I'm working all day tomorrow. Wow, just I'm going to be ready. Uh, I don't know if I will be ready. I'll probably just have it on, but I can't wait, man. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I think this team's going to hum. It's going to sing. There's no real uh, no real threats to Jalen Adams in our guard lineup, and there really is no real threat inside. Like I think the Jack Jumpers might throw a few, uh, few, few hard curveballs at us. But I just don't see him. I just can't see him winning more than one game, really, to be honest. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. Well, that was that was pretty good. Shame I couldn't share. Man, this wouldn't let me share with you, but that's all right. I've got a lot of uh, good, interesting stats here. So if anyone else wants to see this, just let me know. I'll put some screenshots up and uh, people, can, people can have a look at it. Um, but the three-game totals, yeah, like f- to see one of the – yeah, the biggest one really is um, – the three-point shooting against us has not been good for them. All right, I think we'll wrap it up there. One more sleep to go, Kings fans, so make sure you get out to Kudos. Yell really loud. I won't be able to get out there. I've got stuff to do all day tomorrow. Um, but we'll try and probably try and get to the game next week. Um, we're hoping yeah. by that stage it'll be very positive. We're quietly confident. Um, and, yeah, like, good luck to the Kings. I think they've earned it this season. They they really don't need to do anything in this series, I don't think, in a, you know, we, we need to pull out huge performances. Like, they kind of just keep, need to keep doing what they're doing. And that, that's such, for me, that's such a great spot to be in as a team. Just like, we just need to keep playing the way we've been playing all season. And we'll, you know, we know we're, you know, even if we don't win and we just keep playing the way we, we play all season, you know, I'll still be proud of this team, but I'd be disappointed but if we don't win, win a series. But, you know. Um, it'll be like, I can't do it. Um, all right. So, yeah, we are we are live on Facebook right now. Uh, so give us a, a like uh, and then a share if you want to give us a share. And just, just chuck in the comments if you're watching this back in replay. Chuck in some comments and let us know what you think the season's going to be. What, what is the season? What do you think the final series is going to be? Um, give us some predictions. Hopefully they're positive. Uh, and yeah, I'll put this up in audio format and put this up on video format on YouTube. We'll premiere this tomorrow, Arvo, so you can watch it maybe before the game. Have a look at some of the stats I put up there. They'll all be in there. Uh, and then, yeah, on Anchor Platform, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and then, yeah, the Anchor Platform sends it out to a whole bunch of different ones. So just look up on the King's Dime, give us a rating and review. That helps us get us out to more Kings fans. And as always, we will see you guys next time on the King's Dime.